Welcome back to another podcast episode with Making Sales Simple. Your host, Gary Boyle, your co-host, LJ Obenauer, and then our guest today, Patrick Boyle, my brother, as well as past business partner, past employee, past you name it. He is with us today. He's been there, done it, been on the sales floor before, done many different things in his career. And so we are excited to have him today and just glean some wisdom from what you have learned, not only in sales, but in life. And maybe you could just kind of fill us in, maybe give us a little bit of your background, where you're coming from and where you're headed. Sure, my name is Patrick Boyle and I began sales early on as a teenager. Back in 1998 is when I actually went into retail sales. And from there, I just kind of everywhere I found myself, I found in one way, shape or form in the sales capacity. And sales is a big part in most businesses, whether we realize it or not, whether you're the actual salesperson or just a cashier, everybody has a part in the sales floor. And so I've learned a lot through the years. My first job was actually more as a bag boy at a meat market. I ended up cutting meat and things like that. Then I went into sales in 1998. And then now currently I pastor and I've been in ministry. I spent time as a missionary in Romania for eight years. I've been pastoring now for 11 years. And so I find myself in the ministry. And you know, everywhere you go, dealing with people is really an intricate part in the sales part. And so if you don't know how to deal with people, you won't be a good salesperson and you really won't be good at any job that you have. So I'm excited to join you guys and kind of shed some information and light on uh, my perspective of the sales floor. And I would agree. Dealing with people is tough. And it can be tough sometimes. Even in my sales journey and LJ, I would imagine your sales journey, yeah. you have found that sometimes it is just really tough to deal with people. In fact, we have an episode in our training program is being the biggest loser. Sometimes you just have to be the biggest loser when it comes to sales. And most people can't do that. Yeah, right. And so I believe it can be taught to somebody to a certain point, but then just practicing it. Over yes. and over and over and, and learning to deal with people is crucial in the sales industry. And as we've talked about in previous episodes, you have to be a people person to be a salesperson. Yes. And not in the way of being outgoing and being friendly, but you have to be able to connect with people. You have to be able to be on the same level with people or sometimes on the lower level. And sometimes let's say you find yourself not a people person. You have to become one and yeah. anyone can become a people person because people don't believe this. But Gary, you would remember me back in the day. I am an introvert at heart and I really don't want attention. I mean, to think that even I'm in the ministry as a pastor and I'm standing in front of a whole congregation every week, three, four times a week preaching messages. That's everything against my DNA. But you learn to become what's needed for the task. And so some people, it's a natural but don't think that you can't be fine-tuned. Even if you're naturally a people person, you yes. could be doing it wrong. But let's say you're in the shadows and you're like, sales isn't my thing. I just don't like talking to people. You can overcome those hurdles. And that's what podcasts like this are designed for. Yes. And making sales simple is designed for is to get someone who maybe thinks they can't or they never could to see that it is within reach and that it's all about training. And Patrick is a perfect example of that type of person. And we talked about it on our first episode where anybody can become a salesperson. It's not easy, it takes work, but if you sharpen your skills and you do what you need to do and put the work in, you can become that outgoing person, become that friendly people person and become a good salesperson. And back to what you said earlier about 
being a salesperson is not just the title of a salesperson. Yes. It's being the clerk. It's being the person. I'll give you an example. The other day I walk into an Ace Hardware here locally and I'm needing a piece of glass cut. And I walk, the lady at the counter, you know, what can I help you with? She points me to this back room, doesn't even walk with me there. And I walk back to this back room. I walk into another room and there's a person tending to a customer and another guy just sitting at a desk. I literally sat there for five minutes. It's like an office room, kind of like maybe about the size of this room. Five minutes, the guy never says one word to me. Wow. And so and I know I'm just buying a piece of glass, but I'm thinking from the eyes of an owner. Yep. If I own this Ace Hardware and I found out my customers were experiencing this, I would be frustrated. And what we find more and more business owners are frustrated at the lack of customer service right. that our staff are providing. And so learning to become a good salesperson starts a lot of times with being good with customers. And yes. so maybe you're not there yet. Maybe you're not considered a salesperson. Maybe you're just the cashier or maybe you're working in the office, but sharpening your salesperson skills, you know, learning how to deal with customers, what you will find is it's very rewarding because the owner or the manager that's in charge will begin to see that. Right. And they'll be like, I want to make that person something. Yeah. Which is how my career began. I started at a little meat market as a bag boy and I didn't know, I'm looking back, and of course, our dad was in retail sales for all of our known memory that yes. has, has worked, and he would always bring uh, little nuggets of things home that he learned, but even though your title may not be sales, it'll make you a really good employee. Let's say you're the guy that cuts glass at Ace Hardware, but you have a salesperson mentality, and you're looking at that customer as if you're making commission off them, because you are. If your employer is not making money, they can't afford to keep you employed. Yep. And so, you know, I know it's hard to think in sales mentality if you're not commission based, but I remember thinking that way and I went from bag boy and I was going to be the best bag boy there was. And I'm doing things that's not asked of me, carrying out things, helping clean up. Never would you hear me say, that's not my job. Because my job was to make sure that that business was flowing well and the customers were happy, even though I was just a bag boy. Little did I know that mentality would, you know, just kind of explode and propel me into the sales world. I worked there for four years. And from there, I went into furniture sales, which everybody saw it coming, but myself, I didn't know, but they're all like, we knew it. We could tell from day one. And that was because you actually cared about the customers, their service had nothing to do with what your job description was. And so I'd like, if I can, you know, just talk a little bit about what is sales and we've kind of already jumped ahead a little bit in the fact that everybody's involved in sales one way, shape, or form. Yep. Whether you're mowing someone's lawn, whether you're cutting the glass, whether you're just putting groceries in a bag, everything has to do with customer service, customer satisfaction. If they're happy, they're coming back. If they're yes. not happy, they're going to find somewhere else. So what is sales? There's a difference between a server or a cashier and a salesperson. And the difference would be a cashier or a server. Imagine, you know, you're at the checkout and they bring all your groceries and you set them on that belt. They're just going beep, 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 beep. Whatever items you've stuck on that belt, you've already selected. They're not in the process of selling. Now, to an extent, that cashier, the way they treat the customer will determine whether they come back. 
Yeah, but you had really no part in selling the tomato paste. Have you tried this tomato paste? It's got rosemary seasoning in it. You're really good. You're just a cashier. And so when you enter into the sales world, the retail sales world, you have to move from the cashier mindset to a salesperson's mindset. Now imagine you're at the grocery store, to use that as our example, but you're standing down the tomato paste aisle and you're trying to get customers walking past those tomato cans to buy your tomato can. Mine has rosemary, mine has organic, and you better know a little bit about that product. That's a salesperson. Anyone can clock in and sit behind a desk and someone walk through the doors and say, hey, excuse me, can I buy that? That's not a salesperson. And those sales happen, but a salesperson is one who's up on their feet, aggressively trying to close those deals, knowing about those products and getting customers to buy things that maybe they walk right past. That they wanted it, they needed it, they just didn't know it was there or know anything about it. So sales is completely different than being a cashier or a clerk and just and ringing someone things up. And I'm sure in your years of experience, you've probably seen the extremes on both sides. Yeah, I think that goes back to Gary when you were in your car days and you started out as the car salesman. You were kind of in the cashier mindset of I'm just here and I only sell yeah. cars to people that come to me. But when you shared your story we saw that mindset change where you started going after the customers when they were in the maintenance phase and that sort of thing. Absolutely. And it was a mindset change, you know, and someone helped guiding me, someone coming alongside me and say, Hey, this is what you need to change. And that's what a lot of times all people need yeah. is just a mentor. Yes. And that's right. what we're here at making sales simple is we want to be the mentor right. to those people. And that's our goal. Our mission of our company is not to become wealthy. It's not to become savvy. It is to help everyone on every level because it right. seems like a lot of sales training is geared towards the higher performers the people who have been in sales and now they just want to almost figure out how to swindle people out of more money <laughs> we just want to take care of our customers right because taking care of our customers will in turn give us the reward we're looking for yeah and i will say back to going from the bag boy and treating my customers well but entering into the sales world i was commission based and i didn't do very well at first but I'm thankful back then the owner of the store I worked for actually sat me down and boy, I wish we had something like this, but he actually sat me down and just kind of helped me learn to get into a sales mindset. Cause I thought it was just about being polite yeah. and yeah. friendly, but you can be polite and friendly and be a horrible salesperson yes. because you just don't know how to sell your product. And my mindset was, you know, Hey, if they really want it, you know, <laughs> they're going to buy it. They said they're coming back. Yeah, they don't <laughs> come back. Yeah. They're on the yeah. <laughs> So we learned some of those things from experience. Yes. But if you don't have a mentor, you might just walk away from that job saying, I'm just not a salesperson. Yeah. That's the wrong conclusion. You can be a salesperson. You just need a little bit of training and just to get into that mindset. The difference between a cashier and a salesperson is night and day. And then another thing I noticed in just my takeaways would be a difference between, and this is where I struggle scripted versus sincere. Yeah. You yep. get so nervous. Yes. And you're like, hello, welcome to, and you just start rattling off this memorized and you're trying to be polished, but you're so polished that you're not touchable. You're not tangible. Yeah. People can't approach you. You're like a computer almost. You're emotionless. Right. <laughs> oh, absolutely. We'll be right back. You know, it's like, how about be yourself? And what I noticed was in the furniture world, I noticed I wasn't the top dog. But I was the most polite. I was dressed sharp. I was, you know, I was like, why are they doing so much better than me? 
And I noticed they were talking to the customers on a personal level. Hey, Betty, how are you doing? How's the family? And, you, you know, you're like, hello, Miss Betty. We're so glad that you're here. You know, like, <laughs> and you're very polite, but they don't connect with that. And people want to have someone that they can connect with. Yes. And so scripted, there is a point in time for script, but get to that point where you're no longer scripted in your response. That's filed away. You have that knowledge, but now you're talking to someone personally. Get yep. to know their name. And even I've seen it where people use their name, but it's still scripted. <laughs> yeah. Now, Gary, thank you so much, Mr. Gary, for coming to our store, Mr. Gary. We would love to show you. <laughs> like, hey, you're using his name, but right. he doesn't feel like there's any personal connection. And we live in a day and age where if people go out to retail, which they don't, they're being driven online. So when they go to retail, it's because they want the personal connection. Right. So personal connection goes a long way is what I've noticed in my time in sales is that it's not just the same thing as putting groceries in the bag and, or scanning them at the checkout. You actually have to learn your product a little bit. You have to help them. And here's the other thing too, especially in the sales world, as you mentioned, they're walking through your door. That is yes. a big, we pay top dollar to get customers into the store. Yes. Yep. We're competing with online. Yes. The fact that they've walked through your doors, it's telling me they're whatever product you're buying, they're there to buy it. Yep. And if you don't sell it, the next guy down the road is going to make that personal connection. Yep. They're going to be like best friends. And next thing you know, they're walking out with something that they could have bought from you. So if you think about it from that perspective, that they are going to buy, it's just a matter of from who, then you can then help that person and make those connections and close those sales. Yeah, I was going to say, and a tip for me, because obviously you guys are more experienced in the retail sales, whereas I'm more experienced in the phone sales. One tip that for me changed that is because people can tell the tone of your voice over a phone call, whether you realize it or not. So one thing I was taught when I go to call somebody, I've never called them before. Just a few seconds before that call, tell yourself that you've known this person for 10 years. Your best friends, you're calling them to ask them how the family is and your tone of voice changes. And the other person, they know that. There is a huge difference when you receive a call of someone who's scripted versus when you receive a call where they're acting like you guys are best friends. It makes a massive difference to the person on the other side of that conversation. I've always said people buy from friends. Yes. They buy from friends. If I'm your best friend and I'm selling a product that you want, you're not going to go to anybody else. You're going to right. come to me. Yes, sir. Because I'm your friend. Yep. And so customers want a friend in that business. They want yes. somebody they can trust. We don't want to swindle people out of anything. No. Uh, a lot of people think that salespeople are just swindlers and yep. they just out there to rip people off. That's not what we teach. Right. We teach, take care of your customer, sell them what they need and what they want and find out the differences and just using that. And I like that idea of that scripted. A lot of times the videos that we'll even use within our own training program are somewhat scripted, but understanding that that is just a training tool. Yep. Now, when you go out, you want to use it but you have to have that personal flavor. Yep. And yep. so we'll give you the words to say, but it's okay to use them in your own personal way. Yes. Right. And so we're just trying to get the point across. I may sell differently than you sell and, and right. then LJ sells, but the end result is we want to gain that customer. And we want you to be your best salesperson. Right. You know, so you're hitting your highest marks. And a lot of it has to do with being yourself. When you try to be me, it's going to be clear you're trying to be me. Yeah. An example of this was when we were growing up, and you'll remember this, is we couldn't go anywhere. Our dad was in furniture retail sales for as far back as we can remember. 
And we would literally be walking through Walmart, driving down the road, and always be like, hey, Tom, hey, Tom. That's our dad, you know, hey, Tom. And it's like, dad, how many people do you know? Everybody in our town that we lived in knew who Tom was. And when they needed a piece of furniture, when they needed a refrigerator, they knew to go to Tom. And one thing that our dad taught us was be honest. And like you said, know what they need and what they want and know the differences. Don't upsell someone to a point where they're paying for something just to get your numbers up. I don't care how nice you are. That's one way to make sure you don't have a customer come back (laughs) is if you oversell them and they can never pay that off. Or by the time they do, they're like, I'm not going back to that place because that guy ripped me off. You know, hey, how about we got a better product that'll fit your need. It's right here. It's cheaper. And if you look out for the best interests of your customer, yes, you will win a customer. And a customer one is going to produce a lot more income than a customer swindled. Yep. Yeah. And as we've talked about before, sales is a marathon, not a sprint. Mm-hmm. Sometimes part of sales is actually convincing someone not to buy something today because it's not in their best interest. But that will return back to you tenfold. I think of the movie Miracle on 34th Street. Remember the Santa <laughs> yep. Claus? Yep. And he's telling, he's telling people yep. to go here, go there. Yep. And the guy's like, oh, man, we're all our business. And then all of a sudden their sales are going through the roof. And, you know, in reality, I know it was a movie. But in reality, that's what happened. But even today, before we started recording this podcast, we stopped by the gas station, go get a drink. And one of my customers, old right. customers there. And she's like, hey, and, you know, how's the family? And, you know, you're just talking to her, but it goes to show that taking care of those customers, they'll remember you. I also remember, maybe it's been about a month ago now, I was actually eating at a restaurant in Lakeland, Florida, where it was probably about 30 minute drive from where our dad sold furniture. And our waitress says, are you related to a guy that used to sell furniture at my car? <laughs> and I'm like, yes. And of course, if you know my dad, you know, we look a lot alike. And she's like, I remember your dad from the furniture store in Haines City wow. years ago selling me furniture. And it's been 20 years, something like maybe wow. you know, 20 some years, but a long time ago for this person to remember. And why did she remember? It's because the care he took before her. Mm-hmm. And I remember even going back to one of my dad's stories was when he first started there, the other salespeople had been there for many years. And so a lot of the customers would come in and they would right. want to talk to them. And so he made it his point to remember customers' names. And I remember him telling the story. He said, when a customer would walk in the door and they'd come up to the front counter, he would be like, hey, Steve, how are you? And they'd be like, it's LJ. And he said the other salespeople would laugh him to scorn. But he was like, but I knew I messed up, but I made a mental note to always remember from that point forward, that's LJ, not Steve. And he said, eventually it came back and paid tenfold because now even though I messed up, at least it was a try. Mm-hmm. And I've tried, and now I've made a mental note, don't ever forget his name again, it's LJ, it's LJ, it's LJ. Okay, next time he comes in, now LJ and I have a personal connection. And then all these customers, and they're going, what's going on? Why is no one asking for me? They never made that. All they were worried about is making the next sale, right. not making that next personal connection. And a good salesperson with that thought in mind, if you're carrying those thoughts out and you're actually using them in your day-to-day sales, what you're gonna find is, the customers don't feel like they need to talk to the manager. Mm-hmm. I want to see LJ. LJ is going to give me a deal. If you find all your customers avoiding you and going to a higher up, it's because they don't feel like they're getting full yeah. treatment from right. you. So when a customer has a complaint, they're like, hey, I want to see LJ because I know LJ will take care of And then you actually, maybe you don't have any management ability. Maybe you have no authority in that matter. But you're going to say, you know what? Let's say, that, you know, it's Betty. Hey, Betty, 
I'm going to do everything I can to take care of you. Let me go talk to my manager and I'm going to get this resolved. And you go talk to me. And now Betty feels like LJ is the advocate. Like, wow. And so if your customers are not remembering your name, that's a good sign that you're not making those connections. Yeah. And so, and especially if you're not remembering their name, but that is under the category, what is sales? Sales, it's a connection to a people. Whereas if you're not doing sales and you're just ringing things up, there's no connection. I don't care who it is that's buying whatever. I didn't sell the product. I'm just taking the money, scanning it, putting it in a bag and sending them out the door. Sales is about connecting and it's about knowing the people, figuring out who you're talking to. But I have three P's when it comes to being a good salesperson. And that is preparation, presentation, and the third P is petition. And this is how you can be a good salesperson. Preparation. Prepare to be a good salesperson. This starts when you go when to you bed clock at night. In. No. Oh, wait. Whoa, no. whoa. See, that's going to be different because people who are in the clerk mindset think I start when I clock in. Right. This starts when you go to bed. What? So I got to be work at 8 o'clock. I'm not going to be going to bed at 3 in the morning or 2. Yeah. I'm going to bed. And when I get up, I'm going to be fresh. I want to shower, shave. I want to tuck my shirt in. I want to look clean and presentable. Even though my job may not require that, but when you feel like a million dollars, you're going to act differently. You set your alarm for five minutes till you have to run out the door. Yeah. Your alarm goes off and you know you just kind of slightly comb your hair. You just throw on the clothes that you found closest to the bed and you're running out the door and you're getting there and you're just kind of just this mood just carries over. Absolutely. We saw a little bit of that during COVID. When people started working from home and they would be sitting in their living room and they would be on the computer, employers noticed a loss of productivity for those that just went to work in their jammies because there's no reason to get dressed. Yeah, I'm sitting at my coffee table on my couch doing my work, but the difference is I didn't get up. There's no preparation. I didn't get dressed. And if you take that same employee have them shower, comb their hair, get a nice piece uh, set of clothes on, and then you sit there and you got your coffee or whatever it is that you drink, and you're sitting there, you're way more productive because you're in mindset yep. of work. So yes. preparation, presentation. This is how you're presenting yourself, and this has a lot to do with what we were already starting about in the what is sales part. Sales is all about presentation. Presenting, you know, if I'm selling this chair, I need to know a little bit about this chair. Hey, you know, have a seat and I'm going to be talking about the product and I want to present that product to them, but also present myself yeah. in a way that's not pushy, things like that. But then the last is petition. And that's where you have to ask for the sale. And this is where, let's be honest, this is where everybody chokes. Yep. This is where everybody's like, well, they're going to think about it. You just got to say, hey, LJ, what do I have to do to get you to go home today with this chair? What do I got to do to make this happen? Yep. Because I'm telling you, this is where I struggled was, well, I want to be polite. I don't want to be pushy. And there is a difference. Yeah. But you yep. can be too polite to where you never ask for the sale. Right. And the pushy, rude guy down the road will ask and he'll get the sale. Yep. And so you have to push yourself beyond that and say, well, there's obviously a reason they're looking for this product. So I'm just going to go ahead and ask them, could we go ahead and close that sale today? Well, I got to really think about it. What is there to think about? What can I do to help you right. in this process? Uncover the objections. Right. What is stopping you from going home with this chair today? Right. And that's where you go from just mediocre to a good salesperson. That's right. When you can get those three pieces, your preparation, 
your presentation, and then the petition. Don't forget to ask for that sale. And you say, hey, what can we do to close the sale today? And then our kind of closing thoughts, what is sales, things of that sort, but where do sales happen? Where do sales happen? I'll tell you where they happen, on the sales floor. They happen all the time. We're always in sales mode, but they don't happen when you're checking them out. Yeah. <laughs> right? Absolutely. Okay, so back to the grocery store line. Here's the tomato sauce. And you're a salesperson. You're like, oops, I forgot to mention about my tomato sauce, right? Um, sir, would you like to go back to aisle 13? <laughs> no, he's checking out, buddy, right? He doesn't care what's on aisle 13. He's like, hey. I mean, I've even been to the point where, you know, they can't scan it and all they have is the higher price. I'm like, I don't want to go back. Just scan the higher price, whatever. I'm done. I'm ready to go. So think about it on this in a, maybe in more of an avenue where you'd find yourself. If you're selling product like we would furniture and there's extended warranties, there's insurance or things of that sort, the time to bring it up is not when they're at the register. Right. They're ready to head out the door. You're at the grocery store and you're looking at tomatoes. And you'll sit there and you'll look for 10 minutes and look for that right nice tomato. And you're looking and then, oh, look over there. There's peaches. And, oh, you're not looking at the time, right? Most people, when they're shopping, they're just kind of wandering. Around. But how many customers are looking at the clock when they get in the line to check out? Everyone. All of them. Yeah. They're ready to check out. Me you just <laughs> wasted 20 minutes choosing which tomatoes. But now, if you wait three minutes in the checkout line, you're like, come on, what's going on? So just remember, when their customer is at the register, they're ready to check out. Yep. The time to make the sale is when they're looking at the couch. Oh, while you're looking at that couch, ma'am, let me inform you about our warranty program that we have or our insurances that we offer or our whatever it is. And now you're selling that while you're in this conversation mode. Then when you get up to the register, you say, now remember about that insurance policy or that warranty or that protection. Uh, would you like me to add that to your account? Sure. Go ahead. We're checking out. Not if you've never mentioned it, she's ready to check out and you're like, oh, before we check out and you have to sell this insurance policy. So yeah. sales happen on the sales floor. So just kind of remember that when you're trying to be a better salesperson. These are just takeaways that I've been kind of seen through the years. I hope that's been a help in my avenue from my perspective of sales. And that is a big help, you know, and keeping those things in mind from the preparation and, you know, just getting up in the morning, having that mindset, yep. you know, to the presentation, how am I going to present the product to the petition, which we've talked about on many of our videos is asking for that sale. A lot of times that's hard, but here's what I, I will tell salespeople is if you've done your job right, you've earned the right to ask for that sale. Absolutely. If you haven't done your job right, you don't deserve to ask for the sale. So yep. do the job right. So when you get to the end, you have every right to ask for that sale and don't be ashamed of it. Ask for the sale, but once again, do it with the right manner. You know, you, you don't, there's a right way and a wrong way to do anything. And so just keeping those three P's in mind, I like those three P's. Maybe we can do a little video series on those. What do you the think? biggest thing that strikes home for me as the over the phone sales is still the preparation. Mm -hmm. Because even though my customers cannot see me, I dress like they can. I still comb my hair. I still wear the suit and tie. So that when I make the phone call, it's as if I'm actually physically there present with them. But I remember when I first started in sales, I did not do that. I showed up in the gym shorts. I showed up in the t-shirts. <laughs> I don't think I ever wore a dress shirt because I never left my office in my house. Like, But I noticed a tremendous difference in my closing rates when I just dressed differently. Because now all of a sudden when I sit down in front of my phone, I feel confident. Because I feel good about myself. I'm ready to make this phone call. I'm ready to make this sale. So that was a huge takeaway for me. So for someone that may be making sales 
that's not in person, that a person cannot see you, that preparation is still very important. Mm -hmm. Well, that's awesome. It was a pleasure having you here today. And thank you once again for watching this podcast. Um, Hopefully you have found some good information on this podcast. If not, give us a little shout what you would like to hear or maybe on the next podcast. Once again, thank you for watching Making Sales Simple, a podcast for you and how to improve your sales on a daily basis.